This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. The kids go to bed after you, so private time gets even more elusive. So finding the time and the space for intimate union becomes more of a strategy and less of the natural expression of married life. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. For those couples who are fortunate enough to be able to send their kids to sleepaway camp in the summers, because it costs almost much as private school, they experience a phenomenon that most of us don't experience until our nests are empty. And that is a few weeks, or in some cases months, where the children are gone and well looked after, and they're the couple they were before having children, or she is the autonomous being she was before having them. And it brings into stark relief the joy-filled but definitely relationship-trying dynamic that is family life. With privacy returned and spontaneity once again possible, many couples have a summer renaissance of romantic love. You know, for a woman who works all day, whether inside or outside of the home, she has the space to do such basic but rare self-care, like going to the toilet without little hands sliding under the bathroom door wondering when she'll be done, or like a bath with a glass of something cold in a book or a magazine, or like being able to eat what she loves and not just scarfing the scraps left on everybody's plates, like the pleasure of not always having little hands pulling on her and hugging her, little bodies climbing her like a jungle gym or in the case of one of my kids, using her limbs as racetracks for their little mini cars. No, for a brief while, she experiences autonomy, both physically and emotionally. She can sleep through the night without one ear listening. She luxuriates in her individuality, and she can afford to do so because she knows that they're coming home soon, and she'll never, ever have to imagine her life without them because she wouldn't trade her family for anything, anything except for maybe an hour a day, a bath, a meal of her own, and the ability to pee in peace for just a moment. So one of the things that I often hear from both sides of a couple is that there is a sexual renaissance in the summers as well. And it shows us clearly that much of the lack of intimacy in marriages is on account of a lack of privacy and spontaneity. It's not necessarily disinterest or boredom. It's not that seven-year itch or pressure at work. You see, privacy and spontaneity can create an environment that's conducive to intimacy, whether physically or emotionally. The early years of parenting are hard on a couple for all of the reasons that I stated above. And the teen years are equally hard. And on top of that, the kids go to bed after you. So private time gets even more elusive. So finding the time and the space for intimate union becomes more of a strategy and less of the natural expression of married life. Great Jewish Torah commentator and philosopher, the Ramban, once wrote the following. No. 
that this union is holy and pure thing when it is properly conducted in the proper time and with the proper intention. God has created everything according to his wisdom. He has not created things to be ugly or shameful. He created man. He created woman. He created each and every organ and their functions. And there is nothing degrading in this. Okay, then. So how do we find the time, the energy, and even sometimes the desire for this when the kids are not at camp or at their grandparents or wherever they go so you get some time alone? The first thing to recognize is our identities as women, not mothers, but women, must be nurtured with great attention. It is too easy to stay in mommy mode and lose that woman within. Because without attention to intimacy, time with your spouse can feel like just another person wanting something from you. And each of us has differing amounts of time to carve out to ensure that we can separate mommy from wifey. This is where it helps to set boundaries as soon as possible with your children. And if they're already teens, don't worry, it's never too late. Because in setting boundaries with our kids, we model for them how important it is. It also keeps us in that rarefied position of separate and slightly elevated, which is our truest role. So when my kids were much younger, we put a lock on our bedroom door. Nothing fancy, just a hook and an eye that we could secure, that I could secure when I was alone and getting dressed or undressed, that we could secure when we wanted private time of any sort. And my kids, they often piled blankets and pillows and played outside the door if we were having a private conversation. I found this worked better than sending them to their rooms because that felt like punishment. I would just say this, Daddy and I need some time to speak in privacy, and since you keep interrupting and you're not respecting our adult time, we're going to go to our private space. That lock on the door also helped me feel safer at night as well if there was romantic time on the menu, because kids seem to have a bat-like radar for barging in at 1 a.m. at the worst, or hopefully the best, possible time. The message of the lock for me was simple. We love you with all of our hearts, and we need to preserve our privacy. And you need to learn to respect it. And what's more, As a couple, each of us is individuals, not just part of a couple. And we each deserve privacy from one another. In his brilliant book, Doesn't Anyone Blush Anymore?, Rabbi Manus Friedman wrote this. In marriage, our most intimate relationship, respect for privacy is fundamental. A husband and wife have the right and the need for a curtain that says, yes, you can come into my life for better or for worse till death do us part, but don't peek where I don't want to be seen. Don't look at what I'm not comfortable exposing about myself, and don't expect from me what I don't want to give. Many relationships break up, not because anyone's doing anything wrong, no one's sinning, no one's cruel, no one's mean, but simply due to unfair expectations. Having unfair expectations means failing to recognize and respect another person's borders. And that constitutes an invasion of privacy. Gosh, I love that book. This week, Can you examine your relationship with both your own autonomy and your couplehood as it relates to family life? 
Are you ensuring that you have personal privacy? Are you creating private time as part of a couple? Are you teaching your kids that you are their mother joyously and passionately, but that you are also a person and or a couple whose privacy is meant to be respected? So, if the kids are at overnight camp this summer, may you enjoy the renaissance of romantic time. And if they aren't, how are you going to build it into family life? Start now. But know this, it is never too late to learn and teach this lesson. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.